0: To Margaret and Mike explain things to me, the podcast where we may not know what we're talking about, but we'll sure explain the heck out of it. So Mike, how are you today?
1: I'm doing a lot better now. How are you, Margaret?
0: Oh, I'm okay. You took the whole day off. It's kind of like a mental health day. I did not. I have been working without... I have not taken a day off of working in a while now. You should. I cannot. I will... Well, you should. Eventually. Maybe in a month.
1: hmm And a half. Okay. <laughs>
0: I have a book due October 1st, so mm-hmm. that's why I'm constantly working with no breaks. Um, if I hadn't taken some of that time off other weeks, then we'll see. Anyway, um, yeah, so we are back to record today. Yeah. And we, as always, getting to our topic, would like to start with some culture and some things from the Internet. So, Mike, were you able to squeeze in any time for culture over the last couple weeks?
1: Um I've been rereading uh PG Woodhouse's uh Jeeves and Worcester stories.
0: Yes, we have a- I
1: needed something funny. That was a gift from your mother.
0: Yes. My yeah. mom got it for you.
1: It was a really good gift. I like them a lot. I recommend them very highly.
0: It's a very He's thick. A book. very
1: funny author.
0: Like three inches thick. Yeah. Um, and have you read the novels at all or just a no, short? No, I haven't. Okay, well there's a so bunch of novels too. Do we have any? Uh I think maybe one or two. They haven't. I mean, I, Ooh. I'm not sure. I listened to the audiobooks.
1: Oh, I bet those are really
0: good. Yeah, they're really funny. Um,
1: I want to try to check out the TV show, too, if I can find it anywhere.
0: Oh, yeah. I would the like. Stephen
1: Fry and Hugh Laurie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I just bought Stephen Fry's memoirs, so I'm supporting the Stephen Fry mm-hmm. train here. Um So, yeah, that's good. It it is very funny. I might read some of those, too. They're very, I mean, they're very of their time, but at the same time, a lot of the, I think it's helpful to see, like, the kinds of things that people get themselves into haven't changed all that much. It's just Mm -hmm. the exact mechanics of how they've changed, but. um,
1: A lot of the humor and stuff still translates.
0: Plus, then I can, if I tell you that uh, you can't wear your checkered plus fours, you'll understand what I mean. Uh-huh. More or less. <laughs> I think
1: that was in Paddington.
0: Maybe it was, but still, same concept. Jeeves would yeah. not like anyone to wear checked plus fours. I mean, that's no, not that's no. not okay. Um. Well, good. I'm glad you found. A book. I found a book that will to annoy you. That I've been trying not annoy you, but I mean, it'll make you feel more angry feelings. I think possibly.
1: Oh, just what I need.
0: I don't know. We'll see. <sighs> uh
1: huh. How about you? What have you been enjoying?
0: Well, I finally finished. Um, I'd had another. I had a book out by Maureen Johnson for a while. Um, one of her earlier books. So, as everyone may or may not remember, earlier this year, uh, I went on my. I'm just going to read. YA speculative fiction and nothing else and then I decided that's bad for me in some in some ways but I've been really reading a lot of her books and really finding a lot of uh, Mm -hmm. Joy in them. Um, So this one I would had out but it was very different because it was older. It's called devilish Mm She's not up top Um, And this is kind of her homage to her high school She went to a girls Catholic high school in Providence, Rhode Island Mm -hmm. and This is about a Catholic girls school in Providence, Rhode Island um, but one where there are some mysterious goings-on. Okay. So I don't want to spoil it in case anyone reads it, but um, I will say my problem with this, I think the reason it took me so long to get into it is that the absurdity didn't start till well, it started kind of early, but like you didn't get into the the meat of the story until really towards the end. So the mm. um there was a lot of character building for a while that I didn't kind of get, I didn't see. I kind of like knew it was going somewhere, but I didn't know where. Um, And so I put it down for kind of a while, but I decided I was just going to, because I've been working so hard, and reading so many serious things. i decided to read kind of more the light stuff that's sitting on my shelf. Like the books that are half finished from the library, they're a little lighter. So that's what I'm working. But anyway, that was when I finished. Um, mm-hmm. I'm taking a little break from the Outlander series because of uh, holds on the book from the library. But I'll have one. I'll have the next one sooner that I doubt I'll be able to avoid reading that. Okay. Um, so, the Internet. Today, uh, August 21st, uh-huh. Uh-huh. has been an internet day. But I've not heard anything from that. How about you?
1: Um, this is something from I think yesterday.
0: Okay, and let's tell tell us what it uh, is. The
1: 19. Okay, so a couple days ago. All right, so um, Hooters is closing locations and uh, re-strategizing. They say, uh, because people don't want to go there anymore. Okay. And uh. Guy who writes a lot of stuff on the internet, KT Nelson, said, I'm just going to paraphrase, Going to a subpar beer and wing restaurant to leer at at and take pics with with the uh, waitresses is one of the most uniquely baby boomer male concepts, and I'm laughing at the idea that it's some sort of sacred cultural institution. That was his response to this, which Mm -hmm. that's reasonable, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So then someone else responded, with a very long Twitter thread about all the things that he would want the nude hooters to have.
0: Okay, and what are those?
1: I'm just going to paraphrase this, too. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Barbie look, too. Wouldn't be there to look with you but to talk with you. A place to chat up, eat, and chat with good conversationalists? Sign up. So it would be a place to have conversations and debates with smart, pretty women while eating food. There could be debate nights where rings are free or something. (laughs) There could be activities rooms where people play pool or video games. I'm thinking of a geisha place. Okay. (laughs) He actually said place, not palace or whatever. Also be important to have some specialized setup for the guys who just want to therapeutically vent their woes to women. Like special problem listener hostesses. This way, guys don't just dump their problems (laughs) onto each and every woman they encounter. (laughs) Oh, and somehow Hooters would need to be super cheap. Since well, us millennials are broke.
0: Okay. So
1: Yeah, that's that uh, basically he wants someone to be friends with. Maybe a woman.
0: It sounds like a like partly it sounds like kinda like a dorm. But I'm guessing this, not a dorm that any woman would want to live in. This guy just needs friends. Yeah, it does seem like if he could go hang out with somebody and play video games and then, uh, but a problem listener woman. I don't know. Okay, I am not a problem listener woman. I am a problem solver woman. So mm-hmm. you, men tend to regret me if they regret it if they tell me their problems because I have a. I have a hard time keeping my mouth shut. Uh so yeah, I wouldn't I would not work at that place. Well
1: I don't think anyone's going to work at that place because that place would just be <laughs> that guy having friends.
0: Yeah. All right. Well
1: So uh, there was a lot of discussion about that and as you can imagine, that kind of
0: Yeah, I think I saw references. That's a lot to take in. I saw some references to it um, based on, I'll get into my Internet thing in a moment, how Uh I saw the references to that, but I didn't quite understand it. So thank you for pulling
1: me in. You're welcome. So let's just segue into your Internet thing.
0: Okay, so I um, have been spending a lot of time complaining about the Twitter algorithm. So I have two things, actually. Uh I have a Twitter account you should follow and a Twitter solution. So I, long ago, used to use uh, TweetDeck. Mm-hmm. And TweetDeck was a desktop application, or you could get it on the browser too, but it was a desktop application where you could set up a lot of different columns for monitoring Twitter accounts. So it was very useful if you monitor multiple Twitter accounts to kind of be able to scroll through them. So if you are doing like, Let's say your work one and your personal one and maybe a conference, one. you know, like it's just whatever. Like I tend to find myself in situations where I have to monitor a lot of Twitter accounts at the same time. Yeah. Um, so that was helpful. But then I, I kind of stopped using it because um, mo- I switched to Hootsuite for using um, for that for um, the, like committee ones. And I just wasn't finding it useful. Um, But then I was so angry at Twitter and how the algorithm was working that I was almost gonna quit it. I was so upset because, like I mentioned a couple a couple weeks ago, probably a couple months ago at this point, that oh I. It was just showing me people who got jobs and babies, and that Mm -hmm. is true. But it was also showing me a lot of things I truly didn't want to see because it shows you a a couple of your friends have liked something, your friends have retweeted something. Yeah, it puts all this stuff in your timeline. Most of stuff of what I didn't ask to see it, and sometimes it's making me. It's just so stress stressful to never know what I'm going to see. And mm-hmm. a lot of things like I don't know, I don't understand these jokes. I don't know who these people are. I didn't want to find out some weird thing about this one subculture or not even weird thing, but just like I don't understand what they're talking about in this and then I end up looking it up sometimes, so.
1: And then you regret it?
0: Yeah. So eventually I I just sort of googled. This is my very smart way of figuring out this problem. Yeah. It's not smart. I googled How do I not see people's likes in my Twitter timeline or something like that? Mm -hmm. And I found a post that I did tweet tweet out in my Twitter that just said, oh, you can just use TweetDeck for that. And I guess I hadn't even realized TweetDeck was still around because I knew that there had been issues. They had been bought by Twitter. Mm. But it still... So I just assumed, oh, Twitter bought it. It must not exist anymore. Not true. It does exist. You go to TweetDeck.Twitter.com. I just have it right here. And Uh this is amazing. I have... My tweet content is retweets excluded, and it just shows me everything in chronological order. Mm. And I can also, I could, then you can set up different columns. So I have a column for notifications, trending, my likes, and your likes. Mm. So I have a special Mm -hmm. column to see everything that you, that you like. Like, here's a funny one that you just, that you liked.
1: What What is it?
0: What would y'all think about Manafort using fancy clothes to launder money? Eh? Funny face on made out of punctuation. Clothes, launder, funny face in, made out of punctuation. Eh? Yeah, I,
1: I liked that one.
0: Yeah, it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, I'm really enjoying this. I am mm-hmm. now. I also had, um, I will say, there were a couple people that I realized I had muted, and I was like, oh, I'll unmute them. Maybe I'll take them out of Twitter. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. We're gonna find our right way back and mute. I'm not there was like yep, that's why I muted them. Forgot. But um I'm really enjoying seeing. If,
1: I, if there was a way to turn off retweets for like three people that I follow. Um I I think that would I'm not naming names obviously, but
0: Yeah, I think, if
1: you're hearing this it's probably not you. You're
0: fine. Yeah, I mean I don't know how many people listen to the show who don't, well, whatever. It does, I mean, there's some people who, I like them as a person. I don't mm-hmm. like their Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. There's other people that, frankly, I don't like as a person, and I don't like their Twitter feed, but some, you know.
1: You're still following them for professional reasons?
0: Not necessarily. I Let's not get into it anymore. Okay. We self-control. Um,
1: we'll talk later.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I really enjoy this. So, if you want a Twitter account, though, to put in your Twitter feed, you must follow the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission at USCPSC. It is uh, the official account of the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. It is not a fake account, but you might think it is when you look at it. So they do all of their, um they have been tweeting safety things with ridiculous jokes and memes. So... Here's uh, one from an hour ago. Hurricane Lane is making threatening moves in the Pacific, but Potato has a plan. Hashtag, help tell the hurricane. Hashtag, Mm. invisible killer. Um, Potato is a Shiba Inu. My name is Potato. I have a message for Hurricane Twitter. We're ready. Flashlights have fresh batteries. Portable generators outdoors and 20 feet away from our home. Carbon monoxide alarms are fully operational. Wow. And um, here's another one. Make sure you follow... There's it was senior citizens day today, so make sure you follow all of Jackie's fall prevention tips. Uh, and this is a guy where it's an elderly man wearing uh, argyle sweater and boxing gloves. Just line them up, Jimmy. Always when using stairs, always grip the handrails. Keep stairs well lighted Keep floors cleared and slip resistant. Remove mm. items you trip over, carpets, cords, etc. Install grab boards and grab bars and slip resistant surfaces in your bathroom, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. Um, so some of them are just pretty straightforward.
1: This seems pretty different from everyone else doing like wacky internet humor for their Twitter product.
0: Um it
1: in a way that it pleases me.
0: It's really it's really charming. So like yeah one day ago. First day, hashtag first day of school twenty eighteen. We're checking that playground for needed repairs. W-A-U-H-S, Wild Animals United for Human Safety. Inspecting the school playground for needed repairs is going to get wild. And, it's and then it's a bunch of wild a animals. A bunch of instilled wild instilled animals. animals. So Yesha Rangerfoot is a bear. Rinswald Rangerfoot is a red panda. Wes, Wesker Wolf is a wolf. And Blake Brookwalker is a, um, maybe like a panther or something. Mm. So I, um... I've started following this, and it's, it's, I mean, I'm really reading all the safety information. Yep. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, there are some that are not, you know, like, the ones that are about, there's ones that they retweet that are a little uh, um, jokey, but, mm-hmm. but if you just follow So, yeah, follow that one. That's my tip to you. And use TweetDeck. And then yeah. you, um, will not hate Twitter anymore. You they might They don't still hate have it. an
1: app, do they?
0: Uh, not that I could find. I think there might be one that you could. I think you can buy a third-party apps, but I'm not sure that they work exactly. But I find it works pretty well in the browser. The only thing that doesn't work is um, I find search doesn't work all that well.
1: Oh, well.
0: But I just go to How often do you use that? that? Uh, I use search daily several times a day. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I do need to go to that. To app. Yeah, that,
1: I keep so. forgetting people have to use that professionally.
0: I don't know. I mostly just use it to stalk individual people. Uh-huh. Um, I, but with SweetDeck, I could actually make a column for all those people. Yeah, I could. I mean, there are other suggestions, like make a list for the people you want to see, then just look at that list. But you have to be careful with the list because people can see that they've been put on a list. And so you don't want to be like, these are the only people I actually like list. And, mm-hmm. You know, that's not great. Right, um, mm-hmm. All right, well, let's move on to our topic. For today. Um, okay. And our topic is brought about by the fact that we cannot say no to free stuff. And right. we acquired a new walk. So we're going to talk about Stir Fry.
1: Yeah, this started when with another free thing I got, uh, I went to one of the coffee shops near our house. Mm-hmm. And there is a pile of books about food just sitting there. And I asked the guy working there, hey, what's with all these books? And he said, oh yeah, someone just left them there. You can have them if you Okay, so I got a book on the history of walks and a book on the history of breakfast
0: foods. And the book about walks is called... Um, Breath of the Walk. Bre- is it Breath of a Walk?
1: Breath of the Walk.
0: Well, and it's by Grace... It's
1: a- Grace Young.
0: Yeah, so we had heard an interview with her on the Milk Street Kitchen podcast for her newer book that's about this, um, about surf Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I was interested. So you were reading it, and then um, our neighbors were getting rid of their walk because they were moving to a smaller apartment, and like whatever, they didn't use it. Now we have had a walk for a number of years, ten years in fact.
1: We don't use it very much because it is a round bottom, and you need a special. You need to take the grate off of the stove, put a ring on it, then the ring slips around, and the walk slips around on the ring while the ring slips around. Also, there's
0: like a weird gas smell that comes out of it sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it wasn't a great plan. Um, The lock is also very awkward and has a... It's really good. I'm sure it would be good if you were using it in like a a restaurant kitchen. It would be fine. But we don't have a restaurant kitchen. And so it's very much too large for the space we have.
1: It's also very flimsy. And as I turned out, as I learned from reading this book, what you want for... Regular like stove in your home is a thick flat bottom block.
0: Well, and, and
1: after and then a couple days after, I was reading about that and said, "Oh, I should get one of those." I went down to the end of the block, and there it was.
0: Yeah, and and you took it and you used it today,
1: and it worked great. Yeah, so much better than the flat bottom pan we usually use for making stir fry.
0: Well, let's talk about why we use that pan. Okay. So, let goes go back to the Milk Street podcast again. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, and, or may, I mean, it may even go back to American Tusk Kitchen podcast. Maybe. They don't feel that it makes sense to have a, um, a flat bottom wok because it's, it's less, I guess, I guess you're going to use it all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you're looking for a lot of surface area, getting a 12-inch skillet is more sensible. Um, and I think you want to have, I think if you don't have really high heat, what you need instead is you need something that's very thick and will retain heat well. Yeah. Because if you don't, like with the one we have, it's it's very thin, so the part that is, like, right next to the fire is fine, but the rest of it doesn't get very hot, and it doesn't get hot. Like, it's it's just not great for so our stove. So the
1: new one I have, which is thicker, retains heat even further up the lock.
0: Yeah, and so you can actually take advantage of the full surface area. Because mm-hmm. the idea was, well, we can get to it, soon enough. but anyway, so I had, they had encouraged if you, you know, you can do a skillet and it'll work okay. And I will say I make surf fry approximately once a week and I have the technique down pretty well. Mm-hmm. um But I think the one issue that we were really having is the issue of tofu. Yeah. So... Uh, I don't cook meat. I have no idea how to cook meat. I have no interest in cooking meat, despite what my four-year-old is attempting to. Uh-huh. He told my dad, did you know my mom doesn't like meat? He's like, yes, I did know that. <laughs> so
1: He can't believe it. He
0: can't, He's really shocked by it. We keep trying to tell him that it's okay for people to have their own ways of doing things and people uh-huh. can like what they like, but... Um, he's, he's, he really wants to convert me. Um, yeah. So anyway, so we all, but I only cook tofu and we, like I said, we do probably once a week or so we have some kind of stir fry. And the reason I like to do it is because it's a great way to use up little bits of things yeah. and also to get the kids to eat at least one vegetable. Mm-hmm. They will often eat at least one vegetable off their plate. Um, and if you're sitting you know, certain things they like a lot. And so it's a good, it's a good way to get them to, to eat those things. Um, once you've made, Then also, once you've made it and you've made a lot of rice, you can make fried rice if you have the right amount left over. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not like, and this, I have a sauce I tend uh-huh. to make, but I don't always make it exactly the same way. But again, yeah. you can kind of throw in some different things depending on what you're feeling. So if you're like, oh, I want more lime and ginger, you can do that. And if you're like, I just want garlic, you can do that.
1: It's one ingredient if you're making any kind of stir fry that you don't have, like, a specific set recipe for. The secret ingredient that makes the sauce stick to everything is cornstarch.
0: Well, I don't know if it's a secret ingredient. I think that's a normal ingredient.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> cornstarch and ketchup is really good in there, too, actually, sometimes.
0: Mm, okay, here's my recipe. Mm-hmm. One third of a cup of water, two tablespoons of um, vegetarian oyster sauce, um, one teaspoon slash tablespoon, depending on um, how I fill in soy sauce, um, a tablespoon of, mi- uh, well, I I don't make minced garlic, but um, the way I do my garlic is wrong. I know you're not supposed to do it this mm-hmm. way, but I have a frozen block of garlic that I grate
1: we have a frozen block of
0: garlic. Not garlic, sorry, ginger.
1: Ginger, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I don't do that with garlic. That would be weird. Um yeah. like a you know, tablespoon of garlic, something like that. Maybe whatever. How many cloves? Mhm. Um I'm missing some things in here. Um rice vinegar, about a teaspoon of rice vinegar.
1: Sometimes sesame oil. Um
0: not so much. Well, sometimes sesame oil. Um let's say some cooking wine. I don't know. Let's uh-huh. say a, a good glug and some things I'm forgetting, but approximately that. And that recipe comes actually from, I. that's based on one that I read online, but I mm-hmm. made my own mm-hmm. adjustments to it. So that tends to be the sauce that I make. Um, but again, I can adjust it a little bit. So yeah, stir fry. Here's the secret, the real secret. Well, not the secret. This is the thing they tell you to do and that I don't do because I'm bad. Um, You're supposed to have everything prepared because once yeah. you have a really hot pan, you're supposed to just kind of throw things in. But what I find is, here's the deal. If you're cooking things in batches, anyway, if you're cooking each vegetable to the point that it's done and then taking it out and putting the next one in...
1: You could use that time to yeah, chop up something whatever. else. Whatever. You
0: can... Yeah. Like, you can wait on it for a minute. Like, the tofu in particular, that takes a long time to get crisped up. hmm So, I let that go and then chop up everything else. I am going to get kicked out of cooking. So.
1: What I did with the tofu today, which worked really well... You know, you're probably not gonna have time to do this every time, but um I cut it up. I pressed it, I, I put it on a baking on a wire baking sheet and then I put a regular baking sheet under that and then I put the tofu and then a paper towel and then a cutting board with two plates on it. and I left it there for ten minutes. You mean you thought it dry.
0: Exactly how outside doing the recipe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we made pad thai. Oh. For, well, Mike made I made pad thai for dinner tonight. After it was my
1: in that book, they kept making all these. They kept talking about these people from these chefs from China talking about not liking these flat bottom pans because you have to chase the food around. And I finally get it after using this wok. It is a lot easier. And that tofu turned out great, didn't it?
0: Yeah, I think tofani in the skillet is a little bit better, but okay. Um, I do mine slightly differently with my tofu. I mm-hmm. cut it up in the, and this is because I'm a busy working mother who yeah. tries very hard to take advantage of times and still manage to almost every night get a healthy home cooked meal on the table. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm very tired. <laughs> uh, so I cut it up in the morning in like the five minutes before Everything goes to hell in the morning, and mm-hmm. put it in a um, in a colander, and then put the colander in a bowl, and then put a little plate on top of the tofu in there, and then put whatever heavy thing in the refrigerator I can find on it. Yeah, and then it just is in the refrigerator all day, and that gets out all the liquid because it's been sitting all day, and then I'll pat it dry. At that point, um, so I think when I do that and really pat it dry, that's where you it doesn't have so much water on it, so it actually gets a nice um, crisp exterior. And you right. also want to definitely take that out and let that sit extra because then if you don't want that, just takes everything off. So you put that back in just the last minute, and then you put the sauce on it. Um, yeah,
1: usually what generally the best thing to do is to cook the tofu or meat if you're going to do that. Um, take it out, and then cook the vegetables in order of most amount of time they, it's going to need to least amount of time.
0: Yeah, or if there's a difficult situation with, with how things are going to be, like if certain things really only take, I mean, you can put something in for a second, mm-hmm. but the problem is if you're making a lot, then at the end you're going to have too much stuff, and so the stuff that goes in last isn't going to get enough time with the walk. So in that case, you can just take things out as they're done and then recombine them at the end. And, I mean, yeah. most of the times you don't need to do that, but it
1: can. I'm usually too lazy to do that, except for like what, one or two things max.
0: Well, you'll find that I'm not very lazy when it comes to this. So, mm-hmm. uh, except for the part where I don't cook, cut up everything before I start cooking.
1: I, I will I will cook the broccoli and then add the onions and garlic right in there with it.
0: Well, garlic, you don't want to add until the end anyway. Right. So, what I usually do actually is I put the garlic and the ginger in the sauce. Mm-hmm. And I don't cook them separately because then you only are cooking the sauce down for like a minute. Yeah. Um, to have it, the cornstarch thick enough. And then you, um, yeah, so if you put the garlic in there, then you're fine. Um, I will say we are not, I mean, this is of course, we don't really know what we're talking about this, as with all things. So.
1: This is not authentic. Yeah. This, is this is just what just we've developed really over the years.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's based on authentic recipes, but not...
1: Yeah, and um, the way I did it today was with uh, noodles instead of rice. So the noodles were one of the ingredients I had to throw in right before the sauce.
0: Yes, because you're making pad thai. Because yes. Because I can't eat peanuts, so I don't really... I have ordered pad thai from restaurants before without the peanuts, but I feel very weird about that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I can eat peanuts, but they make me feel kind of sick, so I don't eat peanuts.
1: I used cashews.
0: Yeah. So we have to... I substitute, and, like, if there's anything that calls for peanut butter, I have to come up with some mm-hmm. substitution. So... Um, but I liked... This pad thai was a uh, little... I mean, this is very different than anything you get in a restaurant. It
1: was, it was way more sour.
0: There it was like mostly tamarind, I think.
1: Yeah, it was. Um,
0: we had some serious tamarind concentrate, I guess.
1: Mhm. I should have used less.
0: And we have and we're out now. So I'll have to in next yeah. time, maybe don't buy.
1: And those coconut aminos tasted kind of they're kind of fishy, I guess. Yeah, I oh,
0: cuz it's had a fish sauce. I got coconut aminos because
1: Did you try any of that on its own?
0: No, I never tried it other than that, so.
1: You should go try some.
0: What does it taste like,
1: though? Um, it's kind of sweet.
0: So it's sort of like, I mean, it was basically like fermented coconut water, I think.
1: I don't know how they make that stuff.
0: I would imagine it's fermented coconut water.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: I mean, you just need something with a weird. So Mike is on his 600th photo of the cat, if you want to follow him on Twitter. L underscore burn bomb. You yeah. can see how many photos of the cat he's just taken. I don't get that many pictures of Fennel. Oh, no, he just disturbed him. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you have to come through. And it's weird, like, the store that near us has, like, some cuisines, they have everything you could possibly want. Mm-hmm. But they do not have, I would say, their the
1: Asian, The uh, East Asian section is kind of small.
0: There's a lot of Filipino food there. Yeah. Um. And a lot of, I don't know, they have a lot of things, but they don't have the, the weird, like, they don't have the weird version of it, really. So, like, for instance, they don't have vegetarian fish sauce. Um, but they do have vegetarian fish sauce at the other grocery store, which you which has a much smaller Asian section. I I don't know. I guess people just buy oh, I keep
1: one. expecting them to have those Japanese curry blocks, too. I should go to the other grocery store and get some of those.
0: Well, what we need to do is go to the neighborhood that has, the, like, Vietnamese. It's Vietnamese, but there's other. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can find other things We could also too. go to H-Mart. Yeah, H-Mart has everything. So, yes. um, yeah, I kind of, and, like, for I didn't, I couldn't find sweet pickled radishes. Mm-hmm. I could have made my own sweet pickled radishes, but I did not do that. Um, So, yeah, there's a long list of things. We need to go, we need to go do this. And we drove right past H-Mart on Friday, and, oh, we could go there. We're on our way, to we should have gone there. <laughs> no, we would have been there forever and not been able to get frozen and stuff, which is mm-hmm. what you want to get. Um, yeah, so so that's kind of our our take on this. Um, and yeah, noodles. I would say that's kind of a more rare thing for us to do. We used to do it more often, um, but I think part of the reason was that there weren't some... When we first got married, the neighborhood we lived in a neighborhood that was gentrifying, I guess, but. There were some really good places around there. Um, we there could was
1: walk th- to a Korean grocery store.
0: Yeah. So there was, like, I think the impetus to cook ourselves, when you, like, walk to the Korean grocery store, it was easier to make some things. And there were some good Thai restaurants, but they weren't that close. mm mm-hmm. um, Whereas I think here, the Thai there's some Thai restaurants that are better than others, but they're all pretty much of a, like, they're not that different from each other, and they're all pretty close, and they're close enough that, it makes takeout practical. Yeah,
1: I'd say like a solid B, B plus for the really good one.
0: Yeah. So I think that we end up getting a lot more. So we don't make... I used to make a lot of Patsy, and I have this mm-hmm. book called Real Vegetarian Thai that was um, based on someone who lived in Thailand, I possibly was actually from thailand originally i can't remember mm. um but certainly i talked to a lot of people and so had a lot of things that were like basically like this is the thing that people would actually eat in thailand as vegetarian and uh-huh. this is a way that you can kind of adapt things because a lot of stuff is like no one actually eats this way i mean this is just purely made up for americans who are vegetarians mm-hmm. like this is not what people actually eat here but some things were actually um particularly if you go to like northern like northern thai restaurant which we used to do more often um you know you find a lot of things like ground meat you know it's not it's not the sort of it's a very different cuisine they use
1: all the parts of the animal and insect
0: yeah so it it's a little bit different so that was what i forget the point of this anyway i think many cuisines have some kind of stir fry fit and the reason is that um it's easy well no it's not that at all it's that if you have little bits of things like mm-hmm. if you have a small amount of meat that you want to make you know like flavor a whole bunch of things with um it's a great way to handle it so if you want to you know that's really it comes out of place where you don't have a lot of meat you want to eat the meat that you have maybe you don't yeah. have any meat at all but um and it also is much more practical if you want to do um if you don't have a lot of fuel because like think about it. if you have a bunch of logs you can burn all day or you live in a You know, you're going to um, you could do a stew or a roast Mm -hmm. or something needs to go for a really long time, especially if you've got like a whole hunk of meat that you could roast all day. But if you have a small amount of meat and you only have a fuel for like a little bit of an intense fire, it's a great way to handle that because you can put anything you have in there. Right. And you cook it really quickly and you don't need that intense heat for very long. Um, so that's really where the, the history of it comes from. So that's why a lot of different cultures have something like that. Um, if you, you know, cooking outside, which, to I mean, in Thailand people still cook outside mm-hmm. a lot, uh, and lots of places people cook outside because how would you, you know, you can't cook inside. You cut no, you know, you don't have enough ventilation or it's too hot, um, those are all reasons to cook outside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, it still works. I mean, those still those principles still kind of work. You don't want to, like, yes, it's very hot while you're cooking on a hot day, but it's not like you've had the oven going for 45 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of get in and out with it much faster. And again, you can use up a lot of stuff. So um, that's, I think, a practical reason to still, you know, for the reason it was invented, it still works. Or oh, yeah. not invented, but you know
1: what I mean. So fried rice.
0: Oh, you want to talk about fried rice? Yeah. Yeah, so that's if you have leftover mm-hmm. rice, or if you, some people, like, some we start with, cook rice and let it cool. No, here's no, how you just, make fried rice. extra rice. You have to make double the amount of rice you think you need, and then you save the other half of it, because it needs to be dry.
1: Yeah, it to needs work. to be dry so it can absorb whatever you put in it.
0: Well, also, yeah, because it'll clump if it's very wet rice, and the last time I made fried rice, it'll... Rice was, it was from the day before, but I think I put it away while it was still warm or something. I don't know. It was very clumped together. Yeah. So it, uh, it didn't work as well, but yeah, you want it to like each individual grain and you want it to absorb sauce. So, um, yeah, my mom has a really good recipe for fried rice that she told me once or told someone else while I was in the room Mm -hmm. and I never wrote it down or really remembered what she said.
1: Do you remember any Um, of it?
0: And, but I still attempt to do it that way. I put like I think the idea is you put in a lot of oil, mm-hmm. you get it very very hot, right? You put in your rice, and then you put in an egg, mm-hmm. and then you mix it together. But you try to cook the egg a little bit before you mix it in with the rice. So it's yeah, not that's not
1: something better. else that's for a common stir fry. So you can just push everything to the side, crack an egg into the pan, scramble it in the pan, and then
0: you mix everything. together. And then
1: once it's cooked, you mix it together with everything else.
0: Yeah, but after you put your egg, then you put in all your stuff, and then you mm-hmm. um, put in other stuff, like sauce or whatever if you need it. Um, so, I don't know. That's basically what I do. I don't have more than the recipes than that. That's just what I do.
1: Yeah. You add some soy sauce, ginger, whatever else you have around that looks good, and you just dump that in with the rice, and the rice will absorb it, and then you'll be all set. You can add so I said you put in too stuff, much.
0: You put in... Too much um, of that, like five spice powder.
1: I've been taking. I barely use that in a long time. I know you I use. Know you have feelings about. It.
0: No, I'm fine with it, but you would put in way too much. Okay, that's what I think.
1: All right, well, I'll, I'll use less. There's
0: only so much star anise I can take.
1: I really like star anise.
0: I know this is a this is an ongoing feud between us.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's
0: not. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry, this it looks really cool. This is the second
1: time we've ever talked about it. It does look cool. That's one of the reasons I like it.
0: I guess we can make our own five-spice powder where we just take down the sorryness a little bit.
1: If you insist.
0: Well, what are the chances that we're actually going to do that?
1: Ah, uh, not good.
0: Yeah. I mean, we do have a... You did actually give our, our almost two-year-old... We'll be two tomorrow. You gave him the mortar and pestle and had him grind up spices, and that seemed to work out Well, okay. that was
1: for a spice rub for... Pork shoulder, yeah, I made just but, for me because no one else would eat it.
0: But still, he did help you grind spices, so he could oh, potentially the be. Three
1: of you are missing out.
0: <laughs> oh, now, don't you start too. All right. Okay. okay. Well, anyway, so there's our very um, non-scientific, non-authentic uh-huh. guide to stir fry. We didn't even get into other like we didn't. Yeah, there's a lot of things we didn't talk about with it. But. Oh, one more thing. Uh huh.
1: Um, a great thing to do at the very end would be to add some fresh herbs, like some basil. Just throw a handful of basil leaves on there right yeah. after you turn off the heat.
0: I like how you're telling me to do the thing that I do, but here's what you would want to do with that, ideally. Mm-hmm. Is really going to on the basil. Yeah. So, do and some cilantro, too.
1: The green parts of the scall- that's yeah. when. We, that's when you should throw those in, as we both know.
0: Yes. <laughs> I was
1: saying you. I was talking to the the audience. Okay. Not okay,
0: you're just looking deeply we in my We do have
1: eye. people yeah. who listen to this. I'm pretty sure. We
0: we have some. I think. Uh, I made it in the mistake of looking at our star rating on iTunes, though. So How are we doing? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so I knew I would have feelings if I looked at it because it's my deep, intense need to be liked by all people. Mm-hmm. It was, I didn't look at the reviews. just a star rating. Um, well, I like you. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, there we go. All stars
1: for me. <laughs> okay, that
0: look I gave him did not translate well to audio, but I hope you can uh, imagine it. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so you can find us on my very stripped-down Twitter, Margaret underscore Heller. Mm-hmm. And you're still on bad Twitter. I'm Um you I'm using night
1: mode on mine too.
0: I have used ever since night mode was invented. I switched to night mode and I never looked back. And now if I see yeah. people do screenshots of like regular, I'm like, what are you monsters <laughs> doing? How can you do that to yourselves? Ugh. Okay, yeah. So, but I will say TweetDeck has a white background, but it's okay. I can cope with Don't it. Know if I can cope with it because there's no likes or retweets in my stream. So mm-hmm. if people are retweeting, if they retweet with a comment. I still see it, but what I don't need is people retweeting certain leftist political figures that are dumb as rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't want to see right political figures who are dumb as rocks getting retweeted either. Um, but I saw less of that in my Twitter feed than than mm-hmm. the former in general. So, um, and I think I've had the uh, the, that you know, president guy. Muted hmm. For a while too, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people needed. Okay, um, yeah, our Facebook page is facebook.com dot slash explains. Occasionally, we remember to post links to things there. Yep. Um, and I guess you could like ask us questions or whatever there too. I don't know yeah. why you would do that, but if you wanted to, you could. You um,
1: could say stuff. To
0: all right, us. you could rate and review us in iTunes and SoundCloud, but I, I don't know. I don't think I could take it. Just. Like,
1: be nice if you do.
0: Well, no, but I think there are probably people who like genuinely thought we were really dumb. They're probably like, "What are these people? Like, these people are really stupid and really terrible." I didn't, I didn't read. This is just my imagination of what the review would be. Mm-hmm. Like, their audio quality is terrible. True, they don't know what they're talking about. True, they go on a lot of tangents. True. I mean, I don't even know what people said. This is just me making up. I don't what- know what people want from us. If I wrote a bad review of our podcast, that's what I would say. I know those are all problems. But Uh um, why am I? Okay, never mind. Let's stop talking about this now, and we'll go on with our week. And then we'll be back in a couple weeks to explain some more things to you. Bye. Bye.